Did you get any questions today, Mike? I did. Do you guys want to get into those for our worst hour? Yeah, busted some yeah. questions, bro. Bust them right. hard. All right, here. Uh, we'll start from. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, A.B Creative Landscapes asks Gator Base. <laughs> Why you shouldn't use it. And let's just go with like all synthetic bases. Why you shouldn't use it? Well, if it's a raised patio, that's not a great idea, right? Yeah. I suppose if you have to bring in material anyway. Um, if you're I using think, just six by thirteens, uh, yeah, I'll I can elaborate on that after I meet with the rep in the spring. But uh, I. How much can we say without getting in hot water? Like I would not use it with a small paver like that on its own. Like if they're all six and a half by 13 or whatever, um, just cause I find they're a little wobbly. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use it on a driveway cause it's not rated for that. Fair enough. Oh, that's <laughs> fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's not rated for a driveway. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't use it for that. Um, I dig a test hole first, just to make sure you're actually getting down to foundational soil. Otherwise, you just go traditional base or open graded base to, because it just doesn't make sense if you're digging out a whole bunch to do gator base, at least monetarily wise. If you really love the synthetic base, maybe. But there's a lot of spots that I like to use it at, but it's definitely not. We're not going gator base every single time. That's for sure. I like it for a pool surround, even if you're excavating a traditional base, because it just gives you the ability to walk all the way around the pool mm-hmm. and keep lining up the pavers and pulling strings. And there's an advantage. There's a there's an advantage to it being there just for the speed of laying the pavers. To me, it just you not you don't have to worry about like you can instead of having to start at the gate and work your way in, which would you know like because otherwise you're just walking on your grade all the time. You can grade the thing right to the gate lay the gator base all the way in or all the way on the pool. And now you can pick the most practical, smart starting spot on the pool and work from there because people can walk on the base all day. And I'm, I, you know, I've not that I'm, I've done the math on this. I know the Sounds numbers, like you know, your numbers, <laughs> know the numbers for us in the past, no truck it, for you. Uh, no truck for, for me. No truck <laughs> for me. Uh, well, I didn't tell someone to go know their numbers. I just oh. said, I, I just said I do know the number. Like for us, first of all, the aggravation saving of then the fighting and not decapitating people who walk through the base because um, there's that. Like you lose a lot of workers to a shovel to the face for walking through the base. <laughs> you lose a lot. <laughs> so. Um, the guys would lay that pool surround almost twice as fast for um yeah yeah to me would you ever use that uh i forget the name of it oh a click base easy click base for driveways would you ever use those plastic great things i would try it i mean i'm up to try anything i mean it seems to work i don't think there's a I was watching a video with it today of them doing it. Yeah. The sales rep with his gloves on and smiling away. <laughs> he looked really happy about it. Like, yeah. I mean, he's pumped. He looked pumped. Like, just pumped about his plastic clicking base. And it made me 
think to back when I was a sales rep and I would have been happy about that too. It made me feel a little warm inside looking at how happy he was about that click and base. I know I would try it. It seems like a reasonable product to me. I think, you know, if you don't have to excavate huge for a driveway. That's big savings, I guess. When you were a sales rep, were you really happy when a new product came out? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no product in particular. I'm just asking like in general, uh, it's like rot with this. Like it can be good, but then it can also be rot with disaster because generally they're not anyone's new products. Doesn't matter who they are. They're, they're, the first batch of them coming out the gate are usually not perfect. There's usually some irritant. Like you don't know exactly. Like I just, I, don't know, I would rather rather see it be. I I don't know. It was. I guess it was exciting because you weren't bored. But then it also just adds to your things you got to know about and. How many pallets can you ship on a truck of it? And how much is each pallet? Like, there's a whole bunch of shit you got to know as a rep that you don't care about at all as a, as a, like landscaper. But yeah. uh, I think that maybe if you don't like alligators, yeah, maybe you don't use gator base. I hate alligators. Maybe if you have a problem with alligators in general, <laughs> yeah, uh, like maybe that's a reason not to use it. So, next question. Next question. Moving on. Uh, New Leaf Ottawa here. Mm. (laughs) With recent new charges for locates, what other fees are coming down the line? Now, we've covered breaking news on this podcast earlier or last year that uh, we've got pallet wrap fees coming down the line. We've got spacer fees coming down the line. Any other fees that you guys think are coming down the line? Oh, I think everyone's going to start charging for um, locates now. Yeah. It's going to cost you a thousand. Yeah. Can you imagine doing a tree job now? A thousand bucks a house in locates? Yeah. Wow. $200, yeah. For, $200 for Rogers, $200 for Bell, $200 for Enbridge, $200. If you think that Enbridge, like those tree jobs, you can just cost more in locates than it will to put the tree in. Absolutely. Like that's, yeah. that's where the, like I was, for me as a landscaper, a, a residential landscaper, I get one set of locates, cost me 200 bucks. I don't think the world's ending over that. But if you're a commercial landscaper who's putting in 700 trees at 700 individual addresses, like that's yeah. that's a lot of cash, man. That's yeah. a lot of, and there's no way around it. Like, because the homeowner can't call them the ex. Like, on that whole controversy, a lot of people are like, well, I'm just going to get the homeowner to call. And that's fine until you hit something. Mm. Because that means the, exca- the the locates are not the excavators' locates. It even says on their FAQs that you can't do that. Yeah. yeah. But people will do it anyways because yeah. they just want to know where the gas line is. Yeah. And then they'll, you know, but if you ever hit it, you're not covered. It's like you're digging blind. They'll, they'll just say you don't have locates. So, I mean, you can get it called in and it will be there and you'll be able to see the gas line. And um, in theory, you could dig safer. But if you did ever hit the gas line, you're fucked. Yeah, because they're not. It's not going to be a pretty. Your insurance isn't covering you for that. That's for sure. No, no. no. Especially what one... happens after you hit it, too. I've hit one gas line. Yeah, it was a meter outside the. It was it was a meter outside the one meter, outside the locate. So there was the locate, a meter, then another meter, and then the fucking gas line, and it was mm. one inch under the sod. Ooh, that's nuts. I I, I was like. I live in livid. Like I've... we still, I, 
So we would have been okay, except our locates were out of date, but because that's when locates were only good 30 days. Mm. And we we had it had we started the job at the start of the month and it had rained a couple of days and there was delays and it was supposed to be a four-week job and it had run into the, the next week of the the month and the locates were out of out of date by 48 hours. Cost us nine nine grand. Wow. Yeah. And that was like and the fire truck guys. Because we pinched, we pinched the line, because they'll charge you for the escaping gas. The escaping gas is usually the largest charge. Oh, really? Yeah. From the time you hit the line to the time that they crimp it, they can calculate how much gas came out of the line, and then they charge you for that. But we got charged. We got charged for a whole bunch of trucks that never showed up. People that because we had videos. I mean, we know like even when things were bad, like back at Ridge Lake, we used to record everything. So we had like videos of like the fire trucks showing up and then all the Enbridge guys coming and all of the, and they, we got built for like three Enbridge crew trucks and 12 staff members to fix this residential house service. And I was like, we had videos and I, so when we got the bill for like nine grand, I sent them a thing going, Hey, like I have videos on site of the entire thing. You guys never had more than three people in one truck on site. And they literally called me and said, just pay the bill or we'll sick the TSSA on you. And I was like, okay, I'm not paying this bill. This is bullshit. And the next day, the TSSA came and shut down our job site. Wow. Wow. It's like the mafia. Yeah, they just shut the job site down. And the woman basically, the woman who came and shut us down said, I'll be back every single day <clears throat> until you pay your bill. And once the TSSA walks on the job site, you're shut down. So we just paid the bill and we never saw any of them or heard from anyone again. Wow. But it was like nine grand vaporized. Like, And it wasn't like... If our locates have been valid, like I've hit stuff when locates were valid that wasn't my fault and I was covered and no one did like it wasn't it's it was in like it wasn't my fault. But this was the locates were invalid, so it means I'm digging blind in the by the law. And now locates are good 60 days, I think. Yeah. 60 days, I think they're long they're good now. Huh. Anyways, I think there's a whole there's a whole pipeline of like it was hard to get anyone to call for locates before when they were free. Yeah. Like it, like so many people are like you drive through neighborhoods, almost everyone's digging without like, like not everyone, but there's a lot of people digging without locates. Yeah. At so, least, at least homeowners yeah. can call them in for free because that would be really bad. Yeah. But they make it so goddamn difficult with the fucking program. Yeah. Like you're, you put in the address and they want to know the two streets or the corner closest to it, and you have no fucking clue. Yeah. It's not your neighborhood, and you put something in, and it's wrong, and they send it out, and you have two days to correct it or something like that, and you, how the fuck do you correct a problem that you don't know? It shouldn't be a problem, yeah. you know? And then you want to call, and there's an eight-hour wait to get your phone call well, listened and then, to by somebody. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. They say, like, how deep are you digging? Who gives a fuck? That's yeah. an irrelevant question. If I'm, barrier, if, six I, feet, like, if I'm breaking the sod, I'm required legally to have locates. So how deep I'm digging is totally irrelevant. Like there's how deep are you digging? Are you digging 12 inches? Are you digging 20? Who gives a fuck? You're gonna come locate the gas if I'm digging one inch or I'm digging fucking three feet. You're and they're not gonna tell you the depth, so who cares? Yeah, like they ask a million stupid questions that have not like just come locate the house, like just come out and Locate it's it is one of the most broken systems in Ontario, which is the the king 
absolute king of broken systems in North America is Ontario. Maybe California. Maybe California is more fucked up than Ontario and New York. But uh, uh, it is top three amongst those other two. Yeah. Like, and it and on top it is and in a mo- in the most fucked up one of the top three most fucked up places in North America. It is one of the number one fucked up things. Like, <laughs> like, it is the most broken, stupid system, and you, they make it so hard for people to even get locates. And now they're going to charge them money. And if you read through it, they have made no promises about better service. Yeah. Did you guys read through the acts at all that they referenced in that email? No. 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 I breezed through them. It. it I don't know. So make sense. Someone, someone messaged me, and this is information that someone sent me. This is inf- not information I sourced, but Enbridge does 6 million locates a year. So this will become a $1.2 billion profit center for them. We're so going to collect in, next year, they're going to collect $1.2 billion or something. In my city, Enbridge doesn't do any locates. Like it's, we have someone called Promark. That comes out and does our Enbridge. Well, locate. Enbridge has always contracted that out. Okay. Like there's yeah. market and all these different things. Yeah. But that's what they're charging for now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think that people are, are going to die. Because <laughs> people are just going to. They made it so hard already that people are like, fuck it. My project's so delayed. I'm just going to like. I'm just going to dig like it's so hard to and people are these are because you can't locates are only valid 60 days. So you can't start the locate. If you're planning on doing a job, you're not exactly sure when you're going to do it. You can't start the locate process a hundred days out. Cause if you get the low, if the locate happens to come in two weeks, it won't be valid by the time you're digging. And if you wait to start the locate practice to the point where you're going to start digging, it takes so long to get the locates that the job is on top of itself and you don't have them yet. So you're really trapped like in a rock and a hard place to get valid locates. Mm-hmm. They're going to charge you they're going to charge you $200 to hit the renew button and resend the email. <laughs> Great. They're going to charge you $200 even if there's no gas on the property. Yeah, that's kind like, of ridiculous. It's fucked up. It's so fucked up. Like it's but that's the you know Doug Ford government way to like they should never allow anyone to you know and there's I I don't know what like on my I made one post about it and it got I think they got fifty comments it was a lot of comments on it um and a lot of it was guys like oh it's gonna be like Russian roulette with gas lines this year and blah, blah. and I'm like I it, to me it's crazy and. I tried to make it clear that like I would I will pay two hundred dollars rather than blow someone up, but there's lots of people who won't because it was already such a pain in the ass, and now this gives them the excuse to just shut down the whole process. Totally ridiculous, totally ridiculous decision. Absolutely outrageous. The problem isn't like the two hundred dollars, like that that should be built in like elsewhere or whatever they want to do with that. The problem is they're charging two hundred dollars to contractors, which contractors then it becomes a safety hazard as to whether or not they see that $200 and what they do with that. And if they, you know, don't call in those locates to avoid that $200, like that's, that's the issue essentially. Well, I, I'm going to tell you why they're like, cause in theory they could put up gas delivery two cents to cover the low. Right. Exactly. But 
But here's the problem with that. Not that I've ever been in any meetings about stuff like this. Um, <laughs> prefacing it with this is not from personal experience, just from some assumptions I may have made. But when you're going to add a charge like that, like you're trying to do like a skid, say you're just say you're trying to do like a skid usage fee and recover some skid money. If you were to just increase the cost of the pavers two cents to cover the skids, it's really complex. Two cents a square foot. It's really complex accounting to pull those numbers out to make sure that that number is working. Whereas if you just call it a skid usage fee, it's easy to pull it out, and then it's easy to not pay commission on that either. Just maybe from a personal experience. So, do you think that this money that they're accumulating is going to go into executives' pockets? Oh, for sure, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. So, it's not. Didn't they just have record profits? Yeah, I think so. Like it's totally it's the homeowner's definitely not going to see a reduction in their bill. No, no way. And there's an argument that for Embridge, they have all these crews waiting to waiting to repair gas lines, and these people are just sitting around waiting to repair gas lines when they break. Right, emergency crews. Well, if those emer- I, I'm sure someone at Enbridge has done this math. If those emergency crews are sitting around and they're and because people locates are obviously much more prevalent now than they were five years ago. Every say you in- incrementally go back five years, twenty years ago, like man, I don't I remember digging street trees. Like we, there was no such, no one gave a fuck about locates. We just dug holes, hope for the fucking best. <laughs> like because you weren't digging deep, you were only digging like you know. 18 inches in the front lawn or like it wasn't. So I guarantee someone said, okay, we have all these emergency crews and all this emergency equipment. There isn't enough gas line strikes anymore to justify it. So if we put a $200 charge on, not only will it help us cover the costs of the emergency crews that are sitting around doing nothing, it will also incrementally increase gas strikes and get those crews out so we can start invoicing for their time again too. It's a double whammy, right? They're going to get their crews out. They're going to be building. So like we had like a half inch gas line. The Enbridge crew was there for 30 minutes. The bill was $9,000. So if you can send your emergency crews out to hit, because probably I bet if someone looked into it, 95% of gas strikes are half inch gas lines running into houses. Like yeah. these little these little yeah. rubber lines. So if you if you're Embridge, you know that in general those lines probably aren't blowing people up. And you're gonna get between nine and ten thousand dollars every time someone strikes one of those. So if you incrementally charge two hundred dollars for your this is like super conspiracy theory, I know. This is a deep dive. I get it. I but it's <laughs> who I am as a person. But I, I, if you think that no one's figured out how much they'll get from the extra gas strikes that they're about to get this year, someone has done that now. 100%. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 100%. They're going to collect 1.4, 1.2 billion in, in uh, fees for $200 locate fees. And then they're probably going to incrementally go up another billion in gas strikes at 10, 10 G's a pop to fix half inch gas lines. And if, and if someone hits a gas main over it and a bunch of people die, hey, Embridge has got a couple billion. What do they care? And they'll just conveniently blame someone else. Oh, they didn't call for locates. They didn't pay the 200. Like, I, in my mind, I could 
I can justify this. It's fine. $200, not a big deal. I don't care if it costs me, I don't know, five grand a year, whatever it is, the client's going to pay for it, right? It's not that because I'm going to pass it on. I'm not absorbing this to do the job. But if the guy shows up for the locates whenever I'm there, whatever, great. Hands me a coffee, gives me my printout right to my hands, into my hands whenever he's done his locate. I'm more than happy to pay the $200 for it. What are you happy to pay? Bell $200, Embrace $200, Rogers $200, Water $200, Hydro $200. Are you happy to pay $1,200 for the every client? Stu- is going to have to. Well, every you- street tree you do? You think those clients are going to no, pay no. for that? No, no. No, the city's going to pay for that because the city will either understand it or they're not going to do the job. Right. I'm not saying it's okay, but I mean, what are you going to do? How much are we going to complain about it now until they change? Are they going to change? You know, or we can bend over and take it like we take fucking all these other charges. Mm. Right. And just pass it on to the yes. clients. Cause what else are we going to do? There's way too much shit in contracting to think about that. I have to worry about another $200 charge until it becomes like you say, until it becomes 400, 600, 800, $1,200 for my full it's, set of locates. It's going right. to cost more to locate a house than to put a street tree in. Absolutely. Right. So this job that we're looking at, 750 in the spring, 1250 in the fall. So you can, all the, that Embridge thing doesn't take effect until May 1st. So spring trees, free locates in the fall, 1200 trees at $200 a pop. That's just, insane to think about the locate feet just for those trees right yeah who's going to be the yeah. first person that quotes something like that and forgets about the locates yeah so they build that into their pricing that's a quarter million dollars just in locates for that tree <laughs> job yeah 1200 <laughs> that's insane so what do you do do you bid it with the locate fee or without the locate fee and then fight it after how are you going to bite like, 250 grand? How you, how yeah. it's, yeah. That's what, if the, right? if the like, locate, if they were charging $10 for the locate fee or $15, just so there was a charge to eliminate people fucking with the system and calling in tons of locates that they don't actually need. Like if there are like, you know, I can understand that there may be like, because locates are free, they're like, people are abusing the system. So, okay. So charge $20 a locate. Just because that will keep people from calling in locates they never use or locates they don't need or whatever. Can we can we say that nobody calls in locates for fun? No, but people might <laughs> like some people might think they have jobs that are I've I've done locates that never done the job. Yeah, I suppose. But it's like sometimes you need locates just to quote. Right? Yeah. Like sure. there could the whole yard could be a fucking shit show. They're on a corner lot, they got all the infrastructure running through it, all this stuff. I want to know if I can dig with the shovel or if I have to dig the whole thing by hand. Right? Vacuum excavation. Va- vacuum excavate the whole job site. Like, yeah. Jesus. Like sometimes you need to know before you can even quote. Sometimes you right. got to do what you got to do, bro. Yeah. So, I mean, what's but your nobody next... calls them in for fun. <laughs> That's <laughs> your next question. Can uh... we can, can we name this episode? Nobody calls locates in for fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, okay, next question. I, I do have one more question. PK, you uh, have a job, I think you said coming up, that you there. there's fiber cables 
did you get notified and that locates that it was like there was fiber cables there yeah or some, what did that look i don't like? remember i don't remember exactly what that was but there was some oh when you're gonna dig around the fiber optic cables that everyone's putting in you have to call bell and they yeah. send a representative to sit there and watch you dig uh and you have to pay for that person's time oh uh, okay gotcha yeah, i All think right. that was it next question here uh michael dot mckinnon uh and then the last part gets cut off there uh stories of winning a job after pricing extra high because you don't actually want the job Mm -hmm. (sighs) i have i can't think back to any of those Uh, i priced a job for like a it got put out it was from a local supplier and it, he put it out to three of us and I priced it to what I thought was astronomically high. And we ended up getting the job and it was like, it's like dealing with Darth Vader. Pray I don't change the deal further. You know, like you're Lando Calrissian. And <laughs> Han was supposed to come with me. Pray I don't change the deal further. And uh, I, so I was, there's three guys that bid it. And I was, I thought I would be like astronomically high and I was low. I got the job. And the next time I, the other two guys are, older than me and more seasoned and when i bumped into them this was like 10 years ago this happened i said what the fuck and they said yeah we knew better than you did motherfucker <laughs> and uh, and then so we just inherited this like it was just a total nightmare of a project it was just every part of it was I, and i just didn't bid high enough i just didn't crank it up high enough i still got the job and i've done that on a few so did i do that with something i don't know if i did that with something last year Oh, I, well, I did that last year with those stupid footings for that pergola. We've talked about that. Oh, that's right. I didn't want to pour the footings, so I like it was like outrageous, and they were like, "Yeah, go ahead." I was like, "What the fuck? Fuck!" Like, I oh. have, um, we didn't get it, but I bid uh, some concrete pad work at the end of the first for like smoking shelters or something on one of the jobs that we did, a uh, big saw job um the concrete guys didn't want to do it the gc is like i don't want to do it you want to just bid this concrete work i'm like yeah 20 grand a pad they were like 10 by 10s or whatever and they kept asking for uh my breakdown on it and all i told them was it's 20 grand to do it or zero dollars not to do it like i'm not (laughs) like that's the fucking breakdown like i'm sure they would have given me the job if i would have said concrete six thousand dollars base prep uh, $2,000 uh, labor, all this. Like I, I'm pretty sure I was one step away from getting getting the job, but because I was such a prick about <laughs> not giving them a breakdown, I didn't get the job. But yeah. that's just me. My bad attitude gets in the way again. But that, that and it was December. So concrete, I mean, you got to oh, target. You could have charged $10,000 for heat. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then, then they want foam underneath the smoking pad and foam yeah underneath the smoking Stru- structural foam underneath the and then uh reinstate with topsoil and sod around the edges and like it's fucking december like i can't get sod anywhere and i don't want to come back in the spring so anyway and then one of them was out of town and and also fuck smokers yeah well whatever i'm not a smoker <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, these are geriatrics, right? They're not allowed to smoke in the room. 
Oh, so, it's like a retirement community? Oh, it's a, it was one of those retirement jails that we did. Yeah, because they're not like they're not allowed out one side of the building. They're gated in and stuff like that. But gated then, in. Oh yeah, they gate them in. Yeah, it's a uh, old folks home. Some yeah, kind yeah. of existence going on there. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, they can get to the smoking shelter, but the smoking shelter is conveniently located behind the garbage cans, like the giant, the mullocks. Is that what they're called? Mullocks? Those giant garbage cans that go on the ground, they're yeah, called the, mullocks. Those... So, at the site we were on, they left these giant fucking holes, and they had to be, what, 8, 10 feet deep? Yes. Yeah. Open, completely exposed for weeks on end. Until I went for a site visit, I'm like, you should probably have those covered. Like, oh, could we get some plywood over here? Like, Mullock holes are deep, man. Yeah, they're... Mullocks are a mess big. to install. They suck. Oh yeah. If, it says, if there's a spec for a mullock, I just I don't want any part of that. We did mullocks at the uh place that shall not be named. <laughs> there's three there's three mullocks there that I got roped in and I hadn't done it in a while and I was like, ah, oh, stupid fucking mullocks. Were the mullocks uh, leaning? No. Oh, okay. They're like well, they didn't follow the I tried to explain to them that you need to I had done it before and you need to follow the spec because there's a certain way to put a mullocks in. And they decided they wanted to just place them in a huge hole and then fill three quarter clear around them, like ten feet of three quarter clear. Wow. But then the mullocks are like big hollow plastic tubes. Yeah. In a bathtub yeah. of three quarter clear. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're wondering why this isn't working out great for them. Yeah. <laughs> and the mullocks are also at the bottom of a hill where all the water runs into the three quarter clear. <laughs> all of it was not done properly. I just whatever. Anyways, I hate mullocks. Fuck I've mullet. been asked to fill in a mullock hole with concrete before. Why concrete? Because they didn't want the hole anymore. They can just wanted it to look like the sidewalk dirt. around it. Oh, it's just like, can you just fill it in with dirt? Like, Well, I'm sure you could put clear in the bottom eight feet and then yeah, foot or so you could do concrete. But sure. We didn't win that one either because we were high and we didn't break it down, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> What difference does the breakdown make? I don't know. Who gives a shit? Either that's why, like that's why I was like upset number, about it. Like, either you like the number or you don't. Yeah, if you don't like it. the number, cool, let's move on. You need a breakdown? Fuck off. Like, yeah. yeah. Stupid. Yeah. All right. Next question here from Virginia Pavers, Inc. Tips on transitioning to design build. From what? Uh, I would assume maybe like what I was doing, paver maintenance, lift and relays, because Virginia pavers is in their name, pavers. So if you were if you were transferring from maintenance, paver maintenance, and going towards design build, what would what would your tips be? Uh, find a Nancy Green. Yeah, that makes it a lot easier because you have a designer that's already. If you're not a designer yourself, if you like, that's, you know, get work, find, try to find a designer to work with that will help you with the design part of it. And then you, you obviously get, and bid with someone together, you know, um, I think that having a designer with you too helps you with the sales process. If you've never sold a design build before, that's a different process than selling a ceiling job. I wouldn't know how to sell a ceiling job. So I wouldn't want to do that. This question makes me think of a 
like there was a comment on one of my posts this week about the Embridge thing. I think it was the one with the Kermit dressed up like Darth Vader. <laughs> and this guy was like, one person said, this is like the landscape mafia. They're just getting money from you. And so the person was like, we should all band together and take on Enbridge. And he was like, oh, even if we all band together, those Enbridge guys are like part of the cabal. And then this other person's like, well, maybe we could take on Rogers. And then the, the, the best comment in the whole chain was someone was like, oh, take it on Rogers. You could do that with a lawn maintenance crew. You don't need hardscapers. And I was like, what is going on in the comment section on my Instagram? Like, oh, wow. Uh, poor lawn maintenance guys. Like, I think they're pretty badass. They got trimmers and all kinds of weaponry. Like, I, they can only take on Rogers. I would trans, I would, I would find someone to design. To work with me if i wanted to do design you know what i would do i would find a company that i like and then i would copy everything that they're doing and then i would learn how to design sell and complete jobs and then and only then i would take massive action take my money now you're in my funnel <laughs> Chad's dropping guru stuff right, left, and center on Instagram now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is he? I've got to yeah. open up that funnel a little bit, lube the top so they slide right in. That, he's getting people into his funnel for oh, sure. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. One last question here, guys. Sure. All right. Everett Construction, what specific types of projects do you guys fo- find to be most profitable for you? Commercial landscaping. No, tree jobs. Um, I guess commercial tree jobs. I like projects for our crew that are like residential projects, I think are um, probably between 20 and 40,000 is the right number for us. I think that when it goes over, we end up there a bit too long. I think that's just the way we're set up for, I think would be a, um we did well with small we did well on like small walkways last year i think that you know you can i think the small walkway market is a good market to be in right now because there's a lot of people that maybe that will change a bit this year but the last two years there was a lot of people that weren't interested in taking on any small walkways so i feel like there was a inherent value there that you could extract out of those small walkways that maybe you wouldn't get when times aren't good and it made it a, a more lucrative thing to be doing quick in and out, turn money fast. And you, I think there was a premium on those kind of small jobs because a lot of people just were not remotely interested in looking at it if it wasn't like a big backyard project. Might change this year because people might be scrambling a bit more, but for us, we did we did well. In that. And we, you know, we do well with our commercial stuff, but it's our commercial stuff is different from Chad's. So. I am edged out through everything, right? Like, I don't know if one's necessarily all that much better than the other. I just look at it as look at it as one big pot, right? All the money goes into the pot. Like we don't have the residential guys and the commercial guys, and they don't touch and stuff like that. Like everything just goes into the pot. Anything that I think we can do well at um, is something that I'll try and take on, and it seems to be working for us. Like, because we're not we're not the residential landscape guys anymore, mm-hmm. or I can fill up a full season with that stuff. It's uh, out of my control now. 
the business. I've lost control of the business in the best way possible, I guess. (laughs) Now you're where I am. Yeah. (laughs) Is there a guru for that? I think I said that in the summer. My my business is totally out of control. (laughs) Totally out of control right now. It's out of control. We can't even use a pouch anymore. <laughs> we have gone so far downhill. We don't even use pouches. We just we just put the receipts in the sea can somewhere, not even in the mailbox. We pin them down with that jug of power steering fluid, and we walk away because <laughs> no, we know out. we know our hands are fucking clean on that. So, um, are are we almost done? Because I do want to introduce a new segment this week. Yeah, we're getting great down okay. to the wire here. So I think that I don't know if this is going to be every week. But I think I would like to start a new segment. I mean, obviously, you know that uh, there's been a few attacks on me about uh, bringing value to the podcast when I say that I don't by a certain individual. So uh, I think on this podcast here, um, I appreciate the time and effort he puts in on because his his goal is to be the most value oriented account on Instagram. Although he hasn't said that in a while, Caleb, but it used to be pretty clear that that was his goal. So I want to support that for him. And so here on the Not Our Finest Hour podcast that he may or may not listen to and may or may not be for everybody, I want to introduce a new segment where maybe me or or Chad or Mike or one of us, we're going to drop a little bit of value. Um, and this segment is going to be called um, uh, Caleb's Corner. And it's going to be, <laughs> we're going to have this segment on the Not Our Finest Hour podcast called uh, Caleb's Corner. And it is going to be unofficially, unofficially sponsored by the Kid Contractor Podcast. But in <laughs> in, in no way are they res- ex- responsible for the opinions expressed by this group. In And it just randomly, I picked the name Caleb. It has nothing to do with the Kid Contractor <laughs> Podcast or the owner of Almond Landscape. It's nothing to do with any of it. He doesn't own but- Almond Landscape. Oh, that's true. He doesn't yeah. own it. So yeah, like I maybe Brittany's gonna come after us. I don't know. Um yeah, so I I just want to introduce uh Caleb's corner and because obviously this was a surprise to you guys, I will cover the first drop of actual value on this podcast on the Caleb's Corner segment, unauthorized sponsored by the Kid Contractor Podcast. So I I just wanted to talk about the water game. Um and drop a bit of this is a I was once asked to do a unpaid keynote at a landscapers AGM and they asked me to come up with a little speech to give at the AGM to express to sort of express to their guys where they want their company to go so this is my keynote from that AGM and I started it's a commercial landscaping company I did it for but I think it applies to all companies so I started off and I said you know there's two kinds of, of bottled water, really, right? There's the the bottled water from you buying a case and it's 27 cents a bottle and they're making their money by just mass producing 24 case bottles, you know, cases of bottled water and they're selling it and they're, they are a mass production company based purely on volume. And let's say it's like uh, Nestle water, right? And then on the flip side of that, there's a company called Art of Water. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it at the gas station. It's called Art of Water. And a bottle of water from the Art of... Now, the, the bottle is beautiful. Thick plastic. It's got different custom artwork on it. 
It's called the Art of Water. Those bottles of water are like $4 each. So when you start to think about your company, do you want your company to be the Nestle bottled water that's mass produced, mass production based on volume to generate profit, you know, 2% margin on or 1% margin on every bottle of water? Do you want that kind of company when you're growing your company? Or do you want the art of water that is a incredibly high end, higher sale, massive profit margin, but you're, you're doing way less volume to earn your money? And really, what kind of company do you want to have when you're building your landscaping company? Do you want to pump out 500 walkways a year with four by eights at the lowest price? Or do you want to design 10 big stellar jobs? Because both of those companies are valid companies and both of those companies are good companies, but you have to decide what's the company you want to run. Do you want to have 500 employees or do you want to have 10? And you, that's a decision you have to make. But here's where the wrench gets thrown in all of this water conversation between these two water companies. And I think this should be the ultimate goal for all companies to build whenever, no matter what you're building. I think that the bottled water that you want to be isn't the art of water. And I don't think it's Nestle. I think those are both valid companies. But if I was choosing the bottled water company I want to be, I want to be Evian. I'm selling at a premium, but I'm also selling mass amounts of bottled water. So to me, what you want to do is try and create a company where you have a premium but you also have, or you're charging a premium, but you're also doing a good sales volume. You're not dependent on that person to buy that one bottle of water to drive you forward. So you have a bit better cash flow, but you're still at a premium. So this is my speech from the AGM uh, about bottled water. And I think it adds value. And I think that all of us should be out there trying to uh, create an Evian with your landscaping company. You so had me hooked. That's my knowledge. That's the first Caleb's Corner. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Caleb will approve. Do you guys think I brought some value in that little uh, that little keynote there? I wish well, I had some great. buttons. Yeah. Some. Burr, 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 burr. Oh, yeah, we need a <laughs> we need a Caleb soundboard for and this segment. I do have one other thing that I think everyone needs to apply in their life when it comes to bottled water. Are you guys interested in this? Is a this is a Paver King obscure thing. Like, you know, like the same as I don't eat tuna. And this is a, <laughs> this has nothing to do with Caleb's corner. Caleb's corner is over. Value has been maybe next week. Chad will provide the value and the week after Mike will provide the value for Caleb's corner. But I do think it's a great segment. We can move forward maybe around the end of every podcast. I have lots of little things I can drop. So if you two are uncomfortable or don't want to, but I think you both could add to Caleb's corner. And I think Caleb would be happy if we were all contributing when he was, when he was not listening. So, um, but this is, we'll end the podcast on this. When you, when you go into a gas station, it's the end of the day. You're just get trying to get home. You filled up your tank with gas. You go in the gas station and you need a bottle of water to get yourself home. I implore you. to buy the best bottle of water in the fucking gas station. Do not buy the cheap Nestle water. Do not buy the SO brand water or the Circle K water. You go and you get the art of water or you get Evian. You buy some good fucking water because very, very few times in your life, very, very few times in your life will $1 divide you from the very, very best thing on the planet. And when that is a time in your life, fucking take advantage of that shit. Pound that good bottle of water and feel goddamn good about yourself because you just bought the Rolex of water for a dollar more than the cheap, shitty Casio of water. So when I buy a single bottle of water, 
I only buy the fucking Fiji, baby. I only buy the good stuff. Now, if I'm buying a case, that's a different purchase. But if you're buying that one bottle of water to get you home, we all know it tastes better coming out of that Fiji bottle than it does coming out of that Circle K bottle. So when a dollar separates you from the very best, Paver King says, go for it. Fuck the numbers. Mike just bought stock in Art of Water. (laughs) No kidding, eh? He's puppet. (laughs) He's totally invested. That makes total sense. You guys don't think that's good advice? When one dollar separates you from the very best, why would you buy shitty water? Are you buying water every day on your way home? No. Or just a one-time shot? It doesn't matter. Even if if you were buying water every day on your way home, five days a week, and you spend an extra $5 a week, this is from a guy who bought two random Chinese excavators with no plan. Is now saying if I'm on my way home and I'm getting water two times a where week, you, wait, I won't where, get the good shit. I'll buy the think, cheap shit. Where do you think the money for these Chinese excavators came for? I'm not buying five dollar water every day. That's for <laughs> sure. it's not, but it's not five dollar water. It's water that's one dollar more than cheap water. Yeah, cheap water is a buck buck eighty nine. Evian's two eighty nine. For one dollar, you can have the good fucking water. Stop being so fucking cheap and just absolutely spoil yourself with a bottle of Evian. It's one fucking dollar. Motherfucker. I spoil myself in other ways. Did uh, you yeah, see those aluminum was... rims I put on my yeah. truck? <laughs> I made a video. Of, I realized my trucks have aluminum rims, but they have fancy chrome covers and big, big spikes on them too. Wow. I haven't those... published it yet. So Caleb's not going to be happy with you. No. Did you guys think the first Caleb's corner was a success or what? That was good. Yeah. I think that was good. Yeah. yeah? I was right. uplifted by that. I hope that Caleb appreciates the value that we're bringing now to this podcast just for him. You know, just, just for, for him. him. Just for him. Our goal here is to be the most value-oriented <laughs> podcast on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys are good? We're good. We're good. This is the end of the podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>